Welcome back, guys. Episode five. Yeah. Sweet. We're, we're making progress, without a doubt. So, and we had a, another guest tonight, so that's exciting as well. We'll, we get, uh, we'll get to, to meet him and hear his story here soon. But uh, yeah, episode five. Things are going pretty good. Things are going really good. We got a lot of listeners, a lot of feedback, a lot of people reaching out. So Yeah, just got back from my trip, so we're going to go into that with the next episode, but... Uh, that was fun. Be good to share some stories on that. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Next episode is Cowboy Craig. So stay tuned. You're going to want to hear that. Yeah. It's, you're gonna, it's pretty good. You're going to want to stay tuned to that. <laughs> oh boy. Awesome. What's new in the shop? Yeah. So this is uh, pretty exciting. We've been planning this for several months now. We've got uh, our, our fly tying and fly fishing 101 class that's kicking off this week. Uh, so actually tomorrow, tomorrow, the first class kicks off um, 6 p.m. It's full class fly tying. How many people? Uh, nine. So we're, we're capping the classes at nine. Oh, wow. Uh, just so we can give some people some space in their classroom downstairs that we just finished off not too long ago. So, um, home of our podcast and also home of the classes we got going on. So that's uh fly tying, uh, with Cole. So it'd be a really good time. Cole's a great tire and, um, you got a really cool, I think it's a really good conducive, uh, classroom area to, to learn and have people get into the, uh, the art of fly tying. And then uh, on Wednesday, we kick off with uh, Fly Fishing 101. We've got currently five right now in that class, uh, nine seats available. I think one more is going to be added on to that for six. But if anybody is interested, um, we, uh, we'd love to have some people come down and get into that class where you're going to learn all the basics about fly fishing. And then we're going to culminate that class in the sixth week with uh, a little fly casting at a local establishment as well that's got the room to do it. So, Oh, dang, that's news to me even. Heck Yeah. We're always progressing, try, always trying to do new things. I fall asleep for like 10 minutes and Craig's like, we started three new businesses. <laughs> That's right, man. You got to keep your foot on the pedal. But uh, so no, and we've been planning those classes for quite some time. So I'm really excited. Uh, both the instructors work here at Falling Outfitters. So um, good guys, really good guys and um, really knowledgeable as well too. So um, right. yeah. And then we've got some other stuff planned too. Uh, some other classes in the works. We're still working on that before I divulge kind of what that information is. Um, but yeah, and then full, full holiday swing, full holiday swings going on right now. You guys do anything for holiday shopping at all? Is yeah. Fun. Yeah. Um, we got some really cool things that, uh, this coming Saturday, this will be the first time being heard on here this coming Saturday, we've got some special shopping going on for rewards members only. So, um, we want you to come on down and shop. Obviously we open up at nine o'clock, but if uh, you come down and sign up to become a rewards member from five to eight. Uh, we are doing some special hours with some special promotions uh, to include um, live entertainment. We're going to have some live entertainment, some food, a couple beverages, a little bit of open house, come down and collect some extra rewards. And it's uh, just a kind of appreciation to thank our customers uh, for the awesome year that we've had and, and the continued support we got going forward too. So that's from 5 to 8 p.m. Saturday, the 11th of December. Uh, but again, we open up normal hours from nine to five. So, right. um, yeah, so it's added on, yeah. it's an added on, it's, it's right. added on. This is the first year we're doing this. Hopefully we'll make it an annual event, but you know, we got some awesome, you know, we got awesome people yeah. that come down here, support us. So we gotta, we gotta throw it back to them and thank them a little bit too. So, right. And the uh, music, you know, shopping with music and, you know, also just that, you said that thankful part, I think is really important. Yeah. You do a really good job at that. We try. We try to be grateful. 
Well, yeah, you know, this day and age, you gotta, you know, you gotta be thankful for everything, everything involved. We talked, uh, uh, I know we, we kind of got into it. We're going to get into it. Um, but you know, about the, the, the employees that we have, they're phenomenal. But what I would say is that, you know, none of this is possible without the awesome customers that we have, not only the local customers, but we have a lot of customers that uh, found us from afar this year and the online shoppers. And uh, yeah, like you just said, it's a little bit of, a little bit of way to get back. And then Steve Strassman, who's played in the shop before, he plays awesome 60s and 70s, local vice principal, uh, if you didn't know that, uh, at one of the area schools. Here. Really? Yes, he is. Yes, he is. So. I, I know he was in the summer too. He played. Yeah, we correct? sponsored him for yeah. Notes at Night on the Square. So you might, you may know Steve from Notes on the Square. Yeah, you may know Steve, but yeah, he's such a great guy, fly fisherman on top of it. Right. But uh, really good voice, plays some really cool classic music, and um, he'll just set the good tone. He'll set a good tone for the shop. Uh, we'll light the shop, uh, shop up at night and uh, have our rewards members come down and thank him. Yeah, it's a so. different, uh, if you've never been to Fall Line in the dusk hours, it's uh, it's worth the journey down. Yeah, it's different. The shop is kind of takes on a different personality at night, for sure. Mm-hmm. And so. you get to say, you could drive through the holiday lights downtown. And so Yeah, make, it, a, make it an event. Make yeah, it an event. Pack the kids in the car and <laughs> pack the kids or, or have it a ba- make it a date night yeah. and make uh following one of your stops on your date night. There you go. I like it. Hopefully it warms up though. Holy cripes, man. Is it chilly out there today? It's in the wind. It's blowing. Yeah. You're, I know when the dog's out, I'm like, oh, you guys can go out there by yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Big time. So I'm kind of curious uh, to hear what our guest does when it's weather like this. Yeah. If he's still keeps doing what he's doing or if it. Uh, oh, it's 24 <laughs> seven. I think uh, this is a perfect time. Jordan, tell us a little about yourself. So today's guest, I should say, I should introduce him a little bit instead of a cold open for him. Uh, we have Jordan. Um, Jordan and I know each other uh, from working at Skyward. So uh, that's where we became good friends. Uh, but Jordan's main, I think one of Jordan's coolest features is the business that he runs. So we're going to be talking today. Uh, today's kind of topic is when you run a business, it's your side hustle, whether it be you know, if something you want to take full time or something you just want to do because you're passionate about it. So that's what, uh, what we're going to talk about today, guys. It's exciting. Cool. So Jordan, I, uh, if I, were, I don't I think I can explain or give you a good intro, but I'm sure you can give a good intro for yourself. So what do you got? Yeah. Well, first of all, thanks for having me guys. Happy to be here. Um, I guess I'll just start by talking about my cornhole journey. So that's my side hustle, like Jared Messett mentioned. Um, it really started uh, a little over two years ago. Um, I got into playing competitive cornhole. And for those that don't know what cornhole is, I mean, you may have heard of, heard it called bags or bag toss. It's the backyard game that everyone is familiar with. Right. Um, is that a big Wisconsin thing, do you think? I mean, is that a Midwestern thing? I think it's a Midwestern thing. Midwestern thing. Really? Yeah. Only Midwest? I mean, at this point, it's pretty big across the country. Right, I would think. But yeah, no, definitely a big Midwest thing. Yeah. Do you think it like determines where you say, do you say bags or cornhole, depending on like what geographical region you're oh, from? Yeah. I think, oh, I don't know. I guess Jordan would probably know the answer to that it's, one. Let's it's very, speculate. It's a very hot discussion, but <laughs> is it? it's, it's cornhole. Okay. Fair enough. You heard it here. <laughs> okay. Settled. Yeah. <laughs> so cornhole, but you're from the area, right? I'm from Stevens Point. Stevens yep. Point. Grew up here. Born and well, raised. Clover, technically. Okay. It's all the same. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Live in Wapaka right now, yep. temporarily, hopefully. <laughs> There's no escape. Um, <laughs> but. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. So, um, yeah, my cornhole journey. 
like I was saying, I uh, got started playing competitively about two and a half years ago, I would say. And it really started over the summer. Um, and it's easy to play over the summer, right? You just set up a set of boards outside. And I was just tossing with my brother and dad. And we started traveling to tournaments and stuff. And summer comes to a close. You can't play anymore. So we would always sit around talking about starting a league and stuff like that just so we can continue playing. Um, and so we threw around names and stuff like that. And it was always kind of a joking matter, I would say, <laughs> um, something that we never thought would actually happen. But, you know, we came up with the name Golden Sands Cornhole, and it just kind of evolved from there. I kind of just uh, took the plunge and <laughs> just started asking local businesses about, hey, can I just come use your space? And luckily, um, Rookie Sports Club down in Stevens Point, uh, they were willing to take us in and just let us use their facility and start throwing there. So that's kind of where we got our start. And from there, I, I mean, I had no idea how many people would show up. <laughs> so right. we started it, and, uh, you know, the first, you know, six months or so, it was... 10 to 12, 15 people, you know, on a good night, maybe 20. And um, we just continued to grow, continued to plug away. Eventually, we outgrew that location. I had some other things I wanted to accomplish. I wanted to, that was really just for competitive players. Um, so I wanted to, to grow the game even more. And so I started, I, I left uh, Rookies and went to Backcountry Brewing Company in Plover. And from there, we had the space and the ceiling height and stuff like that to really expand our league. So I started a social league. And right now, we're averaging, you know, around 50 players a night. That's crazy. Wow. It is crazy, yeah. So it, it's really taken off in the past year, wow. especially once COVID kind of um, settled down a bit. <laughs> to say, you sure, know, things are opening up. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, that really helped. So people have been out throwing trying to get out of the house and and we've really grown so that's kind of the story in a nutshell <laughs> that's great well we're going to dive a little bit further in a, a couple questions for you so how much what's the distance so this is probably a pretty general question but like what's the difference between or the distance excuse me between the boards yep so it's 27 feet from front to front front to front okay yep. see i would never ask that that's a great question yeah <laughs> I, I carry my tape measure wherever i go perfect and then so when you talk about ceiling height so what What's the minimum ceiling height that makes it effective to throw cornhole? Realistically, 10 feet is about the lowest. You can probably make do with nine feet, but it's definitely tough. So you, you get, oh, go ahead. You won't be playing this in my basement. Though. Oh, I, that was, I was kind of getting that. But so do you have some, <laughs> I would assume there's probably some players that really get some high arc on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So if they're the ceiling height is restricted a little bit, that could really mess up their game. If they're and I'm sure, sure like anything, you get some folks that are whether it's just bar. I don't know if bar wrecks the right terminology, but it, like the league that you put together, because you kind of mentioned at rookies that you did more of a professional league, mm -hmm. and then you kind of took the you kind of took it down to plover. When you took it down to plover, was that more like recreational or is that still professional? Uh, so we actually bo run both. Okay, um, so we still have the competitive league for, and we actually have had a few pros come and play with us wow. on a regular basis just from the area really but um yeah the social league is then same night same everything we're 
looking to go two nights now just because it both have grown so much. Yeah. That's fantastic. It's it's crazy. Well, I, what I think is, yeah, and I think it's great too is that, you know, like you took it upon yourself after, it sounds to me, uh, the love of the game and doing it and then came up with this idea like, well, okay, obviously when winter, or excuse me, when fall hits and summer's done, we got to figure out how we can continue on with this. Mm-hmm. And then you just kind of brainstormed and came up with this idea and then, like right. you said, kind of hustle. You know, I love I love that word by the way. I think because it's true, right? You yeah. got you kind of hustle a little bit to figure out like yeah. how can we make this work. Yeah, right. And I think like the other part is you don't you don't understand how much you hustle. I think because you're doing it every day. You don't. Ah, it's just what I do, right? I don't wake up. I don't post on social media every day. I mean, it's just what I do. Like I don't feel like it's sometimes hustling. Sometimes if you're aware of that, you're like, oh, I'm definitely hustling. But I think Jordan, you say yourself short and sometimes. You know what I mean? I mean, we all do. Craig, you're doing it all the time because it just becomes commonplace. That part of your life, part yeah. of what you, you know, your passion, the biggest thing would be your passion. Like I can tell Jordan's passion that he wanted to continue this thing on and grow it. Yeah. And maybe the intentions right away weren't like, oh, I'm going to try to grow this thing to me, a, a, an actual business. Maybe this is just like, hey, let's have some fun, see where it goes to get other people interested in this particular sport and now look where it's at. That's right? exactly what it was. I mean, I just wanted to play mostly for myself to just, it was one night a week, but it was practice that I wasn't getting otherwise. So it's killer. Right. And you said you signed up for a competition. Like what led you to that? You were like, I just want to see what I can do against other people. Or what was the motivation? You're like, I'm um, just that good. <laughs> no, that definitely wasn't it. <laughs> um, what led me to that is, so I was actually playing with somebody at work. We, they had a set of boards and this was around the same time, but uh, we really, him and I, his name's Ryan. We really started to play a lot at work and we were both in college at the time. And what happened is, so there's an organization called the American Cornhole League. They're pretty much the biggest cornhole organization in the country. And so they were running an event, first ever event, and it was the national college cornhole championship. And so it was, again, one of those things where we had kind of joked about it, right? Like me, my dad and him just, you know, what if we actually signed up for this? Anyone could really go and do it. And we ended up getting a few sponsors and to pay our way to go there, you know. So where was it? It was in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Oh, I would just be like, I'm going to go. Just uh-huh. I wanna. Yeah, it was right over New Year's, too. So uh, once we signed up for that, we were like, our, we better uh, actually get our crap together and, <laughs> and start taking this seriously because there's going to be a lot of competition there. And, and how did you do? Not good. Not good. It's <laughs> <clears throat> so all the experience. You got to build that. You got to build that resume. So right. my, my first match ever was against um, a professional. So the reason he was able to be in there is because he was a pro in the other league in the country, which is the American Cornhole Organization, ACO. So he was a pro over there, but still in college and played in the ACL one. And uh, I lost in three rounds. (laughs) Beat me 21 nothing. So Dang. Quite the experience, though. So I'm going to break this down a little bit further just to dispel the naming on it. So Cornhole. So what... Do you know Jordan? Like, uh, what's like? How did how did this get its name? Like, how, how did how's the inception of this thing where it gets the name? Do you do you have an idea? That's a good question. I honestly I don't know. It's all right. That's all right. I it's believe it originally. Because I'm going to tell you what Kentucky. I Kentucky. Well, okay. I was going to say. Well, I'm thinking. So here I am thinking like maybe this thing was in Iowa, right? They're on right. a farm. Can't figure out what they're going to do in their pastime. 
So they're chucking ears of corn into a board with a hole in it. I don't know, right? I mean, yeah. cornhole. I don't know. Cornhole. I was just curious. I mean, it, originally it started with having cornfield bags. Okay. So perfect. That that. Um, and now it's like it's high tech, right? Yeah. Now it's resin filled bags, but you know, just plastic pellets. But you know, those don't degrade over time. And so the corn day, the corn would break down. Corn would break yeah, down. Perfect. It gets all powdery. And there's like the different textures slippery. for the bags you can use, right? Yep. So that's an, that's another thing a lot of people don't know is the complexity of cornhole bags. Um, they're all four ounce. They're all a pound each. So okay. 16 ounces. Um, and they they have a lot of different fabrics, right? Sure. So um, we got a traditional bag. is There's a sticky side and there's a slick side. Oh, really? And... Um, I mean, it goes from there. It's really just personal preference. I have a harder throw, so I throw with a slower material. But a lot of people throw with a pretty slick material on both sides. And So regulation sta- states that you can have one side sticky, one side not. Or you can have both sides sticky or both sides not. You can you have mean? both. Regulation is just as long as the bag is four inches by four inches. Um, I think it's, it has to be an inch thick. And as long as it's a pound... You're good to go. I mean, oh. there's certain sure uh, thresholds to everything. See, I'm surprised when you like when you start getting up there, like in this professional, like they don't provide, <clears throat> like they don't provide the bags, right? Like you can't bring your own. Like they're like, hey, here's regulations. This is from the national, I'm just right. national cornhole association, or what did you say the group was called? ACL. ACL. Okay. And when you come to these tournaments, like they have the boards, they have the bags. You're going to use our stuff because it's they know it's regulation, whatever the case may be. But so actually, you can you can. Pretty much everyone brings their own bags. Okay. Um, so what they've just started in the past year is the ACL now essentially regulates cornhole bags. So what they do is these bag manufacturers send in test bags for all of the different bag lineups that they want to come out with, and the ACL measures them, makes sure they're up to the standards, and they put a stamp on it once they're approved, essentially. Sure. So then when you're at a tournament... Uh, and it's really not a big deal at a local tournament, right? Nobody's checking bags. But if you go to a big event like an ACL or ACO sanctioned event, you know, there's serious players and serious money there. Yeah, oh, yeah. There you go. Like, the <laughs> money part of it. Yep. Well, it's crazy. I mean, I've been to one. And I've seen you post often on Facebook. There's there's really money to be made in this sport. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I'm sure. It's crazy. So so you're, are you currently down in backwoods? Is that where you're set up now? or how? So I know Jared was kind of mentioned a little bit. This is in the past. Now, have you kind of taken I, 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 have you taken the show on the road a little bit now where you set up different events at different locations? So how's that going? Yeah, that's something I'm really looking to expand in the next year. So there's really two different types of formats, if you will. Uh, you have your weekly league, and then which is always at backcountry. But then we also have weekend tournaments um, here and there. Some of them I have at backcountry still. But I'm really trying to get around in the community. Um, I've held them at District 1 in the past. I have have a, a tournament at Riverfront that we're trying to do yearly. I did a charity tournament for the Plover Black Sox, and so that was on their ball diamonds. Um, oh, sweet. Wisconsin Rapids Rafters. I, I talked to the owner of the Rafters, and he wants to have an event there. So um, just trying to branch out into Killer. more of those. I think I'm in line to... Uh, do the Amherst Fair next year. So um, 
doing some more of those local community events is kind of what right. is really going to grow. You do feel business. like you're kind of at that precipice where you're going to like really expand fast. Yeah. Okay. That's killer. So, <clears throat> so if you're doing all these different events, how many boards and stuff do you currently have then? Uh, that's probably a dangerous question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I you're have, not married, are you? I'm engaged. Yeah. Oh, well, then you do have to be careful yeah. when you tell us. I was going to say, if you're, if you're not married or anything, you can just go ahead. Just kidding. Yeah. There's, there's uh, two trailers. <laughs> yeah. Not yet. Um, how many boards do I have? I mean, I have two boards for my wedding alone, custom just for that. Nice. <laughs> but uh, I have total that I could use for Cornhole. I have 12 sets. Okay. That's, wow, that's pretty Both healthy. sets. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so take me through kind of the growing it because you, st- you you have a business major right and from uwsp like did you ever think you know i'm sure you were like in business school being like i want to start a business i would assume how like did cornhole is cornhole filled that need first question um it certainly satisfied it to a certain extent okay. um i don't say i don't know that i would say it's fulfilled it because it I still want to just keep growing it. It's just yeah. constant drive in me, I guess. Well, you're and talking to two people who understand that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, I, I would say that's the biggest thing. It's just, I don't know, it's fun, but I, I just love seeing it grow. And I love the community we've built. I mean, the Cornell people I've met and have weekly and see weekly are my friends. They're not just customers. I mean, they are customers, but at the end of the day, they're friends and they, I see them all over now. And so, um, I feel like I've got kind of gotten off track with the question. No, but no, no, it's, no, that's hey, great. Perfect. <laughs> it's great stuff. Well, and I would say, can if you you know my my advice or my part of how my business is, I we talk about this all the time, is that like if you can if you can treat your customers like family or friends, and not you know at some point you know, as the business continues to grow, you know like it it gets hard to do that sometimes, right? Because like if your business continues to grow, let's say like. Now there's like multiple places that want your services on the same night. Well, you can't be in one place at the same time, mm-hmm. right? So now you got to make that business decision of, do I invest in figuring out, A, bringing somebody on that you trust that's going to provide the same quality service that you do when you're on site? And then also now, well, it sounds like you have the boards, but if you didn't have the boards, now I got to invest in getting more boards. And then how do I, you know, like how do I get that employee that I hired to get over to this location with the equipment that they need? So you know, as the business continues to grow, you know, those are some of the challenges and maybe you're already starting to face some of those things as well. But I always, you know, like keeping those community relation relationships with people, treating customers or the relationships that you've built with that business as family and friends. That's a great way to approach business as far as I'm concerned, because, you know, be genuine. We mm-hmm. always talk about that, like be a genuine business owner and people will see that. But it gets hard sometimes when you're not able to be that person that's there at all these different things, which is, which, is, which is the hope for any business, right, is that it continues to grow. Right. Totally. Yeah. yeah. I. It's so tough because I think sometimes you need, especially for your business, like, you know, it's formula. I mean, every business needs any X, Y, and Z thing. And if I can't get X, Y, and Z thing, like, I can't really run my business. So, yeah, it's tough. I mean, it certainly helps that I'm there playing with them as well. Like, I don't just run it. Right. I, I mean, I built it so that I could play, right? right. So, well, I think um, that's the passion of it, though, right? Right. You know, but that really helps me develop and maintain those relationships, right? I like it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, have you gotten to the point? Have you gotten to the point where you? So, like, let's say you set up a tournament. Like, 
do you sign a contract with whoever you're hosting the event with, or is it more of just like a handshake or how does that, how does that work for you? It's more of a handshake. Um, I'm working on kind of growing that area. I would say, um, just in the past year, I've really worked to increase my different sponsorship levels and stuff like that. Um, and costs for my tournaments and just all of that different things. And I, I kind of was able to test that over the summer and it went well. Right. Um, but it's still a work in progress. Yeah. Well, I just asked because, you know, we're talking about business and just involvement of businesses. Cause you know, I had talked about, um, I had talked to that with, we had an employee meeting tonight and we kind of talked a little bit about uh, that. I know Jared, you were kind of listening a little bit, yeah. the evolution of a business and how you want know, you, sometimes you want to be just very trustworthy when it comes to the different relationships that you have with people when it comes to business. And then as things continue to grow and they get, and not to say it has, your business hasn't been professional from day one, sounds like it really has, but you got to, as the business grows is what I'm trying to say, so does some of those behind the scenes things that you don't necessarily want to have to get involved, but they kind of have to, right. because that's just how business is. Um, and that's, again, that's just the evolution of a growing business. Right. So I just, I think when we ask these questions or, you know, and I, I appreciate you being open and divulging these for folks that are listening that are thinking about starting a business, it's just great information for them to hear as well. You know, hear, hear Jordan's story, which is great. Yeah, definitely. So as of right now, how many years have you been in business? Technically speaking, um, probably like legally formed as a business, <laughs> I should say about probably closing it on two years. Yeah. Okay. I started February. So. I, I think that's important to realize too. Like there is a time that you go through that like, almost, you know, we talk about with relationships, there's like a honeymoon phase where you start this business and you're like, I'm doing this because I love it. The only reason I'm doing this is because I love it. And I, I never, it's perfect the way it is. I'm never going to do it. But then I think there's a lot of people out there who are like, I want to, I want this to grow more. I want to do more. I want to see myself succeed more in my goals. And sometimes that's, that, that, that growing pain is tough. And I think that we talk a lot, right? And I think that's kind of where you are to some degree. You know, it's, it's, you're kind of hitting that point where it's like, I want to do all these other things. I also know all these, my time is valuable. And that mm -hmm. there needs to be like a, a point where those two things intersect. Well, and a lot of it too, like <clears throat> Jordan's probably like, oh my gosh, guys, slow down. You're getting way ahead of where this needs to go <laughs> with my business. But, but no, I mean, like realistically, like we talk about, you know, you talk, you talk about how, the passion for you to, and you set these things up so that you're able to play. But really, you know, as the business continues to grow, like I had mentioned before, like, Hey Jordan, we want you to run an event here at this location. And then somebody else calls and wants an event here. Well, there's a wedding also on the same day. So now, <laughs> now Jordan's not playing anymore. Jordan's now running between these events to make sure everything goes off. Like it, you know, goes off well because it's your name on the company so now Jordan's not playing anymore. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But these are, again, and we yeah. talk about the evolution of a business, and these are some of the things you got to take into consideration. But it sounds like the passion is so deep that if it came to that point, you'll figure it out. Yeah. I mean, the other thing is life just gets in the way sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and you can just get burnt out. I mean, the past few months, I took a new job at Skyward. So that was a transition. At around the same time, I got a puppy, and just like sometimes – that type of stuff just gets in the way oh, as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. And then you still have all of your business stuff to do, right? You still have to make the social media posts. You still have to, what a lot of people don't understand is there's a lot that goes 
on in the background mm-hmm. that <laughs> other than, yeah, I'm just showing up every Tuesday and running an event. Right. Um, there's marketing for that event. There's, you know, I work on the standings. I have a spreadsheet that I have to fill out every week to, to do standings. I, you know, there's a, just a lot of stuff. People asking me questions on Facebook. It's just, right. it all consumes your time. Right. So. Yours is also like, correct me if I'm wrong on this. You can keep track of where you are in the standings online with like an app or, or like correct scores and such. So I use an app called Scoreholio and that's how I run all of my events. So it's a really, really cool app. Um, really, I run all my events off of my phone. That's it. Um, really? I have my phone. I have tablets for every single set of boards. And that's how everyone does scoring. And then I have a TV, a Fire TV, and a Fire TV stick that I use, plug into the TV at Backcountry up on the wall. Um, but then I have my own for the social league. And so all of this is interconnected. And so what happens is they can all do the live scoring on their tablets. And that really allows me to play. I mean, if we're being honest, because yeah. everything's automated. I scan everyone in. Everyone else has the app on their phone. They pull up a QR code. I scan them in. When I scan them in, they get notifications on their phone. When they're up on the boards, um, they can pull up the tournament bracket. They can see what court they're on. All They can see the live scores of every single game going on. It's really cool, and it really takes a lot off my shoulders. Are because you look, Are you looking for investors? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, unfortunately, I didn't make it. <laughs> no, um, but... Uh, I'm super impressed. Yeah. I mean, I'm learning a lot right now. I, yeah, keep yeah. going. I don't want to interrupt you, but I'm yeah. totally impressed. No, but uh, so uh, the app came out with a new feature. So all the players, uh, it's called score magic. So all of the players, it's basically a new way to score so that players can look at the stats on their phones so they can see how many points they're scoring per round, how many bags they're putting in the hole, how many are on the board, how many are off all sorts of different things. Um, it's and that's just cool to look back on and and really track how you've improved as a player too so you didn't start with that though did you or did you start from day one that's a pretty recent thing that they've come out with no but the whole app like the whole whole app app, i did it from day one really dang that's crazy because how many times do you start a business and you're already like implementing something you're using at the end like where you are now or you're like oh eventually i would love to do this that's crazy I just, I did a lot of research beforehand and the best way to run it. And it was just, there you go. It was a no brainer. I think it's really research, like, really heartening too. If we're talking about people wanting to start businesses, like you're doing this on your phone. Like how many times are we like, I need this piece of gear. I'm, oh, I'm so guilty of this. I mean, you <laughs> guilty of buying gear. No way. <laughs> Whoa. Feeling some heat. Jared, how much did you spend this month? <laughs> I'm already over budget. Hey, it's nice stuff. I will tell you that, that you have a good eye for this stuff without a doubt. You're very good at this. So be confident in your purchases. They're good. Yeah. It's worth it. You guys can thank me. Whoever's listening to this cast. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to listen to static all the time. So, um, yeah, I mean, how many times do people, you know, I, I'm totally guilty of this. Like, and, and I'm admitting it to the wide world of our audience that you, it would be good. I can do this when I have X. I'll be good when I have Y. It would only be better if I had Z. Mm -hmm. And then we can get so trapped in that mentality and so like stuck. 
but I don't think you really need that at times. You know, you found a way to do it from day one with, I mean, granted you probably had a lot of more tools, but you had it proficient at almost day one with this app on your phone. Well, and it just brings crazy. Oh, totally. And it, but it brings so much credibility to your business too. When you're able to do that, where people are able to real time put in their, their scores. And then, you know, like you said, you have your TV up there um, that talks. So everybody's getting like real data, real time data for the most part. Right. Yeah. So the TV basically shows whatever people can pull up on their phone. So um, the TV will cycle through a variety of screens. It shows all of the boards, shows the standings on the left, in the middle of the current games going on, in the scores of those games. And um, then on the right, I actually have a location to put sponsor images and stuff. So if I get <laughs> sponsors, um, I can upload their images and have it cycle through. I was so just, their logo's up there. I was going to ask about sponsorship. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Talking about your boards. So, yeah. So, how, well, before you get to that, so as I'm sitting here and listening to this, I, I think because of all the things that, and the hard work that you have done, and what I would say to you on top of it is uh, kudos to you for, first off, it's really nice to hear another business owner say some of these things because it's <laughs> stuff that I've been dealing with. But what I would say to you is that kudos to you because you're absolutely right. I think sometimes people have the idea of starting a business and they're like, oh, mm-hmm. and you had mentioned that at the beginning of the podcast, like the side, you know what? And by the way, like I said, I, I like the word hustle. Sometimes people look at the word as hustle like you're hustling me. We're not talking about that. We're talking about somebody working. The word that we're using, the word hustle, is that you're working, you're, you're working hard on top of everything else you have going on in life to make this business successful. Right. From the research that you did to the apps to all these different things. Um, but as we're sitting here, uh, talk, or as you're talking about this, and I'm thinking about how well you have this thing, sounds like running right now. How do you do like the marketing? So like, when you have the boards, could, like if I wanted to be a sponsor, could I sponsor a board or some boards? How does that work? Yeah, I have essentially a few different sponsorship tiers. Uh, so the top one would be basically you get everything. And then below that, you get a set of boards. And so all of the boards in Cornell are, at least the ones I use, I should say, are direct printed. So what that means is you can essentially come up with any design you want on your cornhole boards. And it's imagine a UV printer for printer for just regular computer Mm -hmm. paper. And it's just that scaled up for wood. And so they put a cornhole board on this huge machine. It UV prints the image right on the board. And then uh, they just clear coat it. And that's your board. So that really gives us a lot of flexibility. That's the most popular sponsorship option. Um, So then those boards are used at every league, every event. Um, And I take pictures with them and post them on social media. Usually when people win, you know, they hold the board. You know, they just prop it up and lean it up and, and take a picture of it. But other options I have, like I mentioned earlier, you have the rotating image on the TV dashboards. I also, I I used to live stream more when I had more reliable internet. So my live streaming actually was really cool as well. It was, so what you can do with this app as well is I can set up widgets on a live stream and on my live stream to Facebook, it shows all the live scores for every single game going on. Um, And I would also have locations on there for sponsorships as well. 
Uh, so that's just kind of the, oh, and I should say the last one would be jerseys. So I have sponsors on the back of my jerseys. Um, and then all my players can buy those jerseys. And I mean, they wear them across the whole state. Are they customizable? Uh, kind of define customizable. I mean, you can, can put, you put your, your own name, name on, on it. And yeah. Number and stuff like sure. that. But I mean, other than that, the jerseys, right. stock design, but. But like a football jersey, you know what I mean? Like how many right. NFL teams, like you can put your name on the back and your number. Yep. Everyone's got their own name. So I always ask in business, um, and if you don't feel comfortable divulging this, you don't have to. But my my thing is, is like, who else that you know of is doing this anywhere locally? Or let's just, maybe in, that's a kind of a broad statement. Central Wisconsin, who else is doing this right now that you know of? Um, take me back two years ago, it was only me. <laughs> um, oh, okay, but okay. And you don't have to name anybody. I was just, you know, I was just curious if they're. No, there was a league that popped up in Marshfield. Um, and I know the guys that have helped run that. And there is a league over in New London, and they basically run a similar format to me. But, um, you know, otherwise there's some local bar leagues that I wouldn't say are trying to, you know, really get into the competitive cornhole. It's more of a social thing, right? Just like any sort of bar league that, you know, like volleyball or something. I mean, I'm sure there's competitive players, but I know there's a rotating bar league in Rapids and, and stuff. But right. that's, I mean, that's pretty much it. It's an attestament to how much work goes into it. Yeah. You know, you can definitely do a bar league and no no shade against somebody who's in a bar league. But when you are facilitating every moment of that, doing the marketing, doing the standings, doing all that, right? you realize I could hire somebody to do this for 15 hours a week on top of the regular job just to do our league. And I think that's the service that you provide. Right. And that place doesn't have to, they just... Jordan shows up and he facilitates everything. Right. And they, they just got to worry about running their regular business, which is obviously they have people come in and get some drinks if it's at a bar. Or right. Food or whatever else the case may be. Yeah. Yeah. I've had a lot of people approach me. Like, oh, I forgot to mention this earlier, but I was at Panacea too, running a tournament. But Panacea, the Black Sox, like, you know, those places want to bring people in to, to make money, right, for mm -hmm. their events and to raise money for whatever organization they're part of. And to just have somebody being able to show up and just take care of everything, provide everything, is just much easier for them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, as I've gotten older, I've definitely, I've understood that a lot more, right? I would always be like, well, I could do it myself. Oh, I could fix this myself. I could cook this dinner myself. And as I've gotten older, I'm like, yeah. to be honest with you, like either it'd be like an end of the day, like I don't have enough time. I'm going to go grab some food or... I could, I could do it myself, but the amount of time and the money and all that stuff, like it starts to balance that out. Right. And I think, I'm, I don't know if <laughs> maybe that's just an admission of me getting older where right. I'm literally like, I could pay someone to do this. And so now I start, I weighing it. Like I just fix the strings in the garage door and it's like, okay, what would it be? All right. 400 plus labor. Okay. I can get it for 350. My labor's two cents an hour. I could probably do this. Right. But if they would have said, Hey, we can do it all for 500 bucks. I'd be like, you got yourself a job. Right. So. No, I, kudos, like I said, again, to, kudos to you. I mean, um, sounds like you got a great, great business going and, and um, hopefully people that are listening to this are like, like educated now, like way, way more educated. I am way more educated on the services that you provide, how you started this, which I think it's got, a, it's got a great story to begin with. Um, So like if I, if, okay, so here's just an example. This is uh, if people have something going on and they want to have, they want to hire Jordan to do this. How 
how do they get a hold of you? Like, what do you have a website? Do you, have, I mean, I don't have a website. I'm on Facebook and Instagram. If you just look up Golden Sands Cornhole um, on Facebook, I have a Facebook page in a Facebook group, a private group. Um, I actually, <laughs> funny story about that. I started that during quarantine. And so um, what I started doing, I, I created this Facebook group because uh, I started running virtual cornhole tournaments um, just to keep us, uh, just to keep us entertained. Keep you relevant. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I, uh, I mean, so the, that really got my name out there in my opinion. Um, and so what, what I was doing is basically just running everything off my phone like I did before. But what people would do is they would just set up their own set of boards and they would live stream themselves in this group. And, uh, basically you would get like, you'd play 10 rounds, right. And whoever had the higher score after 10 rounds advanced to the next game. And so, you know, people were just PayPaling me and Venmoing me to pay for their entry fee. You go through the whole bracket just like you were playing in person. And then from there, you know, you just pay out afterwards. But talk about a lot of work. I mean, I bet. Yeah. Oh. So what do payouts look like in Cornhole? It really depends on the level of event you're going to. Sure. I mean, local stuff. I mean, it mostly depends on. I mean, there's essentially three factors. Number one, what is the entry fee? Number two, how many people are showing up? Number three, how much are they paying out? Right. right. Is it a hundred percent? Is it fifty percent? Um, and so, you know, on a just a normal league night, we pay out eighty percent in for our competitive players and twenty percent rolls to our end of season tournament. And so that kind of builds the prize pool for the end. Um, but you know, if you if you win on a Tuesday night, you're bringing back fifty to seventy, eighty bucks. That's pretty good nights. But <laughs> you know, yeah. you're you're paying yeah. fifteen dollars to enter. Uh, I, you know, we usually compare it to like where are you going to go and pay fifteen dollars for yep. four or five hours of entertainment? I totally agree. Um, yep. And in even the potential to win your money back plus plus yeah a lot plus maybe yeah. what you spent on food or drinks right yeah um, and having a good time yeah but if you're talking on the national level for payouts I mean tens of thousands of dollars if not hundreds of thousands so is there a way is there a way for you to get certified so I, I apologize again what's the name of the association the ACL ACL and is the there, ACL okay but. is there a way to to get certified like. So, because it sounds like they're doing, there sounds like they're doing branding, right? So they're branding, like they're certifying the, the actual bags. You were t- mentioned earlier, they'll, they'll certify the bags. Is there a way to get uh, certified from the league that you are like an official, do you know what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah. So all, basically all of their events are four points, whether you're in the ACL or ACL. And so you can become a director in both organizations. And so... If I become a certified director, basically that sanctions me to be able to run their events and give out points. Right. Um, I, I've looked into it. It's not something I'm overly interested in pursuing. You know, it, unless you want to dedicate the time to being a pro, in my opinion, there's not a huge advantage because, you know, once you, you get that third party in there, <laughs> um, you know, they're looking for their cut as well. Yeah. Right. So I have to pay for their software. I have to right. pay them a monthly fee and whatever else. And it's just not something I 
am keen on pursuing right sure. now. But sure. Yeah, I was just curious. So, you know, we kind of talk about this like side hustle, right? How much time are you spending right now doing Golden Sands Cornhole maybe than when you first started it two years ago or even when you're kind of in that gray area? Right now I'm spending significantly more time. Um, <laughs> I I mean, just like tomorrow night uh, when we have league, I, I mean, I actually had to change my work schedule because I had to get there earlier to set up um, just because we're running so many boards. But it's it's definitely a lot. I mean, before I was setting up three or four boards and if four on a good night, right? I just didn't need to set up much because we were only getting 10, 12, 15 people. But now it's just, you know, it's it's a process. Right. I mean, I'm something I got down to a science, but it still takes time. Yeah. Yeah. And social media and entering, like you said, entering all this stuff in. And you also like are doing your own, that sounds like clothing as well with like jerseys and do you do any other stuff like that? I do have jerseys. Um, I go through a guy, he makes a lot of Cornell jerseys, basically pretty much provides jerseys for every Cornell club that's out there. But um, yeah, I mean, even that sort of stuff, I do have a website with clothing as well. I get that from a guy out in California. Doing merch. Yep. Um, but even that sort of stuff, I mean the back and forth between those people with getting designs approved and whatever else and, and just taking people's orders is it's time consuming. Yeah. It's just one of those things that people don't understand. And you're probably small enough where you, you, you're not making enough to hire someone to do that. I think a lot of people, when you first start, I'm working, they can register every day. I'm answering all the phones. Not that you, you wouldn't do that even if you hired somebody, but you can't even afford somebody else. Like that's, you're hoping as you expand, you can get there. But how many, how the reality of it is, how many years does it take to get there? Or how many steps does it take? Well, it doesn't sound like what Jordan's going to take much, take much time. I know. Next to get the White House. Growing like a weed. That's great. Yeah. Social media is definitely a big one though. Just, yeah. I, I've uh, taken out a few paid ads for my events on Facebook. And I really had some luck with that. I don't know if you guys have tried that at all, but uh, no, it seems to, uh, I mean, you can you can share it around. Um, there's local groups like I, you know, I share my events to Stevens Point groups and stuff like that. But um, it's just a, a way for me to reach different audiences, in my opinion. Yeah. So right. So here I am. I'm scrolling on social. I'm just trying to understand. So to help uh, give a better picture to the folks that are listening. So if I'm scrolling through social media and all of a sudden your business pops up, and I'm like, that sounds like a really good time. So do I just show up and talk to you and say, hey, I, Jarrett and I want to join the group? And that's, I mean, it's that easy, right? We can just, right. okay. That's another thing that I like about the format that I run is it's pretty much flexible. I can really add teams whenever I want. Do you need um, a team? Like if I wanted to play, would I have to have Craig or could I just bring myself? So for competitive, you can just come by yourself. Okay. Uh, I just think that's, Number one, that offers those players more flexibility, right? There's no week-to-week commitment. It's just, hey, sometimes people have stuff going on. If you are in a normal league, it's like, you know, you have a set partner and you have a set schedule. I'm going to play X, Y, and Z at 6.15 and 7.15 and 8.15. And, right, you're so stuck in that format. Mm -hmm. Whereas with this format, it's just whoever can show up can come and play. And you just get paired with someone there. 
Um, okay. For social, it's it is more of that. It's kind of a hybrid. They still bring their own partner, but I have the flexibility of not having a schedule because of the app I use. It's just um, they just go. It just keeps plugging people in. Sure. If they haven't played each other yet, they're up on the boards, right? And eventually, everyone's played each other, and so that kind of if a team misses, I just move them <laughs> so that they're not in play and they come back the next week. It's it's a pretty slick thing. But the reason I do that for social is it just seems. I think players, social players, they're there to hang out. They're not necessarily there to get better at cornhole. They're not trying to become a pro. They're just there for a weeknight activity. Yeah. And those people are more comfortable playing with somebody that they know, right? I mean, they may come in and they can't hit the board, but they're having fun because they're playing with maybe their spouse or a friend or whoever. And so... um that's why I did that format that way because, you know, they're not going to want to come in and get paired with some crazy thrower and feel like they're letting them down or whatever. That just drives people away. Yeah, I mean, it's like a night out. They're, they're looking forward to just having a night out and having a good time. Right. right. It's like yeah. you want to leave work to go to more work. And then you're like, oh, I'm letting this guy down. Like, right. He's trying to make money tonight. This is how he pays his bills. <laughs> <laughs> no, super cool. Okay. Super cool. No, I'm, I'm digging this. Like I said, I didn't. I didn't know all this went into it. Uh, I have a much greater appreciation for everything that you've created. And hopefully this gets uh, people listening to the podcast. It's more people to right. get a hold of Jordan and join up. I mean, do you, is it busier this time of year to, in the, in the winter time here? Or is it, when's your busy time or doesn't it really, it's always busy. Um, I would say it's pretty consistent. Uh, we do have a lot of players that uh, just, they may be farmers or, Whatever. I mean, they just have – summer is definitely a little slower just because people are on vacation and gone, and they just – there's just a lot of stuff to do, right? You're competing with a lot. People are fishing there. Sure. In the winter is probably, you know, more peak, especially after the holidays. Yeah, you know? get people people out of – I always say get people out of the cabin fever, get them out of their house, right. give them something to do, look forward right. to. I mean, right. what else do you have to do in the winter? <laughs> right, shovel. Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Okay. What'd you call it? Like, what'd you call it at one point? I remember you saying this. I don't know if it was on the air or not, but you said something about like shovel podcast. Yeah, what? the shovel. It's an. It's actually in the next episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> shovel podcast. Listen to it while you're shoveling. Listen to it while you're shoveling. I did some of that this week. Nice. Sucked. Yeah. I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> Went to start a snowblower. Started throwing sparks, and I was like, "Oh, I can't use that." <laughs> that's why you live in an apartment. Don't worry. That's why I have a roommate. He lives in my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> in your apartment. Because I do the work. <laughs> oh boy. Okay, so side hustle. Is there any, you kind of like mentioned burnout. Is there anything you do to help burnout? Uh, um, just play more cornhole. Just, yeah, I mean, sometimes you just got to do it regardless of how you feel. That's just the reality. Yeah, um, well, we get that. I can't say it. It has definitely affected me. I would say my social media posts have gone down a little bit the past few months. But, you know, we're going to look to pick that up yeah <laughs> right it'd be good i get it it's a lot i totally agree with you especially when you're i always say like a one-man band right you're trying to do all this stuff by yourself it gets to be overwhelming and then you you know you try to be consistent so you're trying to consistently put some kind of post out there or, or keep the information flowing at least so people know what's going on yeah i i get it i get well you got your so how old's your puppy now uh that's a good question probably a better question for my fiance um <laughs> he's probably 
I don't know, three or four months yeah. now. So you got that. What kind yeah. of dog? A Pekingese. Pekingese. I didn't even think I knew that. <laughs> I talk to you all the time. I got two of them now, so. Okay. That's rad. So there you go. So that's kind of your, your downtime. Yeah, and you got to figure out. You're right. I mean, it sounds like it's go time starting tomorrow because tomorrow you're recording on a Monday. So Tuesday you got the league. Is that? Yep. Yep. So you got that coming up, and you had this tonight. So usually it was Monday nights. Usually a night off for you. Yeah, <laughs> well, appreciate you coming <laughs> in. Hold them in. It's all right. It's six. Yeah, yeah it, you know we're doing this after six p.m. at night too. So we, we don't, we're not even giving him an evening. That's true. But he's got. Are you going to a pack of the night? Yep. Okay. Oh That's a haul. Yeah. All right. Do you? Where do you so when you carry all these boards around, are you carrying anything special? Like, did you have to invest in anything? Yep, I have a enclosed trailer. Um, so that was. <laughs> obviously the biggest investment, but, uh, that is just made my life so much simpler because I used to, um, just throw a set of all the sets of boards in the bed of my truck. Now do that in the rain or right now when it's three outside in the, in snowing, Yeah, nobody wants to do that and mess around with the tarp and whatever else. So having that in close, close trailer was was big i can just i literally just park it and leave everything in there and that's it right. um it's game time i got two uh flatbed trailer carts that i roll up in there i got eight sets stacked up there i just ratchet them down call it a day Dang. which is cool to hear again it just all goes back to the, the progression of the business right i mean you right. didn't you didn't have all this at the beginning you know this is stuff that you've learned on the uh, doing it on the job literally and figure out different ways to make it more effective. You're not ruining stuff, hopefully. You know, throwing stuff in the back of your truck and covering it with tarp on a right. rainy day. Mm-hmm. Wood boards. Are they wood boards? Yep. Right. So we can't get water on them. So these are, it's just really cool to hear the progression of your business and how things have evolved. And again, I think it's a great lesson. You said it earlier, Jared. It's a great lesson for folks that they're thinking about starting a business. And now, Jordan, you're, you can um, attest to this. You, you know, you got to start somewhere. You know, unless I always tell people, like, and unless you're willed a bunch of money, which I, I wasn't, or you had a bunch of money saved up to start a business, which let's face it, a lot of people don't do that because, you know, you, like what your business was, it was a great idea that just took off and evolved. But you didn't, didn't sound like you, you know, put a whole bunch of money away to, to get this thing off the ground. No, the benefit was I had a lot of the equipment. Uh, when I first started, I just used all my personal boards. Okay. So, I mean, that's a reality. I mean, how many people yeah. start businesses with things that they already are doing, right? Might be, you know, if you're baking, like you, if you probably are starting a bakery, you might be really into baking. So you have some things that you already are taking into that business. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just any old tablets I could find stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, it's resourceful, you know, resourcefulness and no, it's always good. You know, people, People come up to you and ask you, like, how you, besides the podcast, and I had people come up and ask you how you started this business. I get asked for advice pretty regularly. Yeah. People starting leagues. I mean, just a couple of weeks ago, some guy came up to me. Uh, he was thrown, but he was like, hey, I want to, uh, I'm going to start a league over um, actually up in Wittenberg. And, like, he just had some questions about the app and just how I run stuff. But So, so is that hard, though? To, like, I mean, like, you seem like a very nice guy, but I mean, like, is it hard sometimes where it's like, man, they really want to give all this information away when, 
I mean, who knows? Maybe you could, I mean, Wittenberg's a, a, a hall. So, I mean, maybe that's just too far. So maybe you looked at it and like, well, he's in Wittenberg. He's not really going to affect my business. But do you right. kind of feel that way sometimes? Like, I don't want to give away too much of this information because you had yeah. to work hard to get where you are. Right. So you don't want to divulge too much information, right? Right. No, I, I felt that um, when they started the league over in Marshfield, because obviously that's, I mean, what, you're half an hour away. Um, so that you have access to a lot of the people that come to my league. Um, and I also pulled a lot of people from that area. And when they were first starting that, the guy running it approached me and, you know, was messaging me a bunch of questions and stuff. And it's, you know, like you said, I, you you want to be that helpful person. You don't want to turn somebody away. But at the same time, it's, you know, I've busted my ass for two years doing this. And right. I've grown my social media followers in all of that. And it's like, you don't just want to give that up right away. For sure. Right? <laughs> especially, I mean, especially when there are questions about the app. It's like, right. you know, I, I spent a lot of time testing that, different scenarios and stuff. So I, you know, when I got in those situations, I knew how everything functioned in there. Yeah. And it's like, they have tutorials and stuff out there. You guys can go spend the time and do that. Absolutely. Right. right? It's like, I'm not, fair. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not working for the app. And right. I'm just right. an open book for everyone. Well, it speaks to your character as far as just being a good guy and be able to at least give them some some direction and some help. But I, I totally agree with you. Like, you know, that's just the problem I think with sometimes with people like figure it out. Right. Like right. put the time and energy into it. Figure it out. Yeah. You know, you started this thing from jump, as I like to say. You figured you figured this thing out from jump on your own, and then people want to suck all the knowledge from you so they can start somewhere else. And and I right. agree. I mean. Maybe these are great guys in Marshfield, and I don't know them personally, but to start something that close for the most part and then say, hey, by the way, can you can you kind of help me get this thing off the ground? Uh, no. Like, I'll give you some pointers, but, right, right. <laughs> you know. And that's pretty much where I fell. Yeah, um, and, but it speaks to your character. Like I said, seriously, like you're, you're, you could tell you're a genuinely good person, and you're, you had mentioned, like, hey, if somebody's going to ask me for help, I'm going to be willing to help them out to an extent, but right. it goes to a certain point where now you need to figure it out. Right. We talk about this a lot. Uh, I mean, the three of us probably in separate conversations, not on the podcast, but you know, you are a business at the end of the day, like you're trying to, to sustain and to be open tomorrow. If I gave away everything and if I spend all this time, that's a time I'm doing, doing, not doing something that moves my football forward. And then B, you know, I still have to function as a business. Like me doing that, like, and I can be the goodest guy and I can help. And there's totally that stuff that you're saying. Like, I know both of you, both of you would give like your shirt off their, your back to somebody, but like, you know, that sometimes that's not healthy. Right. And you need to say, Hey, you know, like my time is valuable. Yeah. And, and that's, yeah. It's, it, and it it's is tough. It's tough saying that. I think sometimes you don't feel, I don't think sometimes you figure that out though till later on down the business. hundred percent. You know, I think it takes for, for, for me, it took a while for me to be able to like, you know, I'm not going to divulge a whole lot here and not because I'm not a nice person, but it's like you said, time is money. And I'm, you know, I'm trying to figure out how to keep these doors open the next day. No different than you trying to keep your business going. I can't, I can't, I can't be telling you all this stuff. I mean, I, I'll help you, but I'm, I'm not going to divulge everything that took me years to right. figure out how to do. And I'm not going to divulge it to you in an hour. Right. You can totally mean just, no, I mean, you can totally tell people like, Hey, you know, like this is what I kind of that went through and you talk about it. You talk about like going to like the, you know, the business council and like asking, like getting using resources, Mm -hmm. but you're not like, yeah, I have this, uh, you know, this dealer, here's his number. Uh, here's the sales rep's name. You know, this is the quantity. This is what you should budget. You know, you're not like taking him through your whole spreadsheet. No, 
no, it's just not possible. But I think so many people have that impression that that's what's going to happen. Or you show up somewhere and you're like, hey, you know, you just love this. You're going to work for free. You're like, I, I would love to work for free if I had my house paid for, my car paid for, my co- my kid's college paid for. But I'm still trying to be this business. I, I can't. Like, And it's not me trying to be mean. It's me just trying to like make a living and do what a business does. Right. So Well, and if Jordan, if you're doing all this and you're spending all this time on it, on top of working at Skyward well, Skyward together, yeah. right? Which they need to be a sponsor of the podcast. We've been mentioning them multiple times. Anyways, <laughs> side note. Um, yeah, your time's valuable. You can't. Yeah, so I totally get it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've had people ask me about what I'm charging for sponsorships and stuff. I mean, that's what they asked in Marshfield. I'm like, all right. I, you know, yeah. I'm still trying to figure that out myself through trial and error. I mean, I've had businesses say, yeah, I'm going to sponsor a set of boards because your marketing rates are so cheap, right? I mean, and it's like, all right, well, that's good. But at the same time, it's like, I could have got a lot more. Right. And so that's trial and error. And 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 to dive into the sponsorship thing real quick. So are the the sponsorship, and maybe this is all different. So if this is a complicated, this is a complicated answer that that's fine. But is it like a one, so like, is it a one year sponsorship? So like if I had a set of boards made for falling outfitters, would you have, would you hang out of those boards for a year? How long does that sponsorship go for? Because if there's businesses out there that are listening to the podcast, which I know there are, mm-hmm, there are, they might be interested in this. How does you don't have to divulge pricing because that's that's for them. That's for phone call between you and them. But right. how does that work a little bit? It started off as I just wanted a set of boards, so they just covered the cost, and I just kept them, and that was it. It has at this point, it's a yearly sponsorship, so okay. I get the boards made. You know, it's just a recurring fee after that. Um, but that you know. Yeah, it's a consistent income level. So yeah. if, if I was done, you know, like fall line sponsors, you know, we've sponsored for a year, two, five years. We pay the fee every five years. And then at that, like, do we get the boards or like, and then you find a next sponsorship or still unclear? I would say it's still unclear. I'd be sure. willing to work something out with people though. Yeah, for sure. And that's just, the, and that's the point of this. I think in some ways, like we sat down, we, there's businesses in so many aspects of growth you start, you know, with this good idea, passion, it becomes, Hey, I need to do this like legitimately, not legitimately, but sustainably probably a better way to say that. And then how does that evolve from there? You know, we didn't just start making t-shirts, you know, we started making t-shirts and then, you know, it moves into something else and it's just, it's, it's the progression. And then (laughs) the amount of hoops you jump through in that, in those period of times, you're just like, what if I did this? And then this, and if I go over here and I, I, I do this and then and somewhere you figure it out because you just keep going. Right. How much of that you just, you just, you're like, okay, you wake, you mean you get discouraged one day because we've been all there. Right. And you wake up the next day and you're like, all right, I got to get back at it. Like, well, yeah. And I'm sure like at some point there was, you know, probably for you it was like, man, it'd be a lot easier if I had a trailer to haul these, but I don't have the money yet. Right. So the money's got to come from somewhere. So I have to work a little bit harder, side hustle a little bit more to figure this out to, generate enough revenue where I can go buy a trailer and make things easier. The stuff doesn't just happen overnight. It's a process to get to some of these steps. Right. And like creating a logo, right? How many, like that's a step, right? You know, you have a really awesome logo. And it, and it costs money to get a logo done. Like, yeah, <laughs> of course it's a pain. It does we talk about it all the time. What is your logo? So, yeah, I mean, we're called golden sands cornhole, but it is a potato. So it's a potato with a, with a face on it, a little angry face. <laughs> um, but it's 
kind of turned into a meme of sorts. Yes, it has. <laughs> um, <laughs> the big thing is it's just a talking point. Uh, I, I mean, it, we did it because a lot of cornhole clubs, like, they have a logo or a name or both based off of their location, right? Um, you know, there's Brat City Baggers down in Milwaukee, right? And their logo's a Brat. I love their logo. It's a sweet. He's holding a beer, right? Fits their location perfectly. Um, and so we were just trying to find something that fit our location. And, I mean, we have potato farms everywhere here. So, um, that's, I didn't even realize like the low, I didn't think about it. You know, I've, I've known it. It's so much location based. I think that's kind of cool. Right. You know, yeah. so but you pretty be in Colorado and have mountains in the background. Right. But pe- pretty much, I mean, people everywhere asking like when I'm wearing my Jersey or stuff, what, what's with golden sands cornhole? What is, why do you have a potato? It, it's a, com- a question I get so often. That's great, though. Think about that. Yeah. yeah. Even my board manufacturer, he was like, uh, he's in lacrosse, but he said, yeah, I had a customer, you know, they saw I posted your boards on Facebook, and they were asking me, like, what's with the Golden Sands Cornhole? And they were from Pennsylvania. It's just sweet. I mean, there's just people everywhere asking. Do you have so. you have a saying, right, as well? Yes. What is uh-huh. it? At the bottom of our jersey, it says, fear the potato. So Love it. <laughs> yeah. Love it. And then it's how many iterations that can you make, right? It's not a starting point. You know, you can take that logo. You know, I've tried to do it with the fall line logo. You know, sometimes I, it's the fall line outfitters. And then sometimes it's just the mountains. Yeah. Yeah. You can, yeah. Expect, yeah. So like for Jordan, he could change it all around, still have bits and pieces of the logo in there, but it still represents his brand. Right. For sure. Right. It's just like little Easter eggs. And then if you have a really, you know, you have a really robust following, people want that, right? You know, people want to be part of this community oh, you've got the fall line with the mountains hat and you have this new color or this. It helps you like be in business, but also like engage with your, right. your customers. So I got to ask, I'm going to take this to the, I'm going to take this sideways for a second. Please. Because I have to. It's the best. So Jordan, you're from Stevens Point originally, right? Do you have a little Polish heritage in your background? Yeah, I'm 50% Polish. All right, perfect. So this is going to be the perfect question to ask. You know what I'm going to ask. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what the Polish pickle is for Christmas? Oh, yeah, I do. See? Okay. Thank See, you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I've never done it, but yeah, I know what it Garrett is. Garrett one, Craig zero. <laughs> I had to ask. As soon as I'm thinking like Jordan's logo for his business, and I'm thinking, yeah, absolutely. There's potato farmers in this area. And then I'm like, wait a minute. I'm putting two and two together here. It was that he's from Stevens Point. Yeah. Probably had a little bit of Polish heritage in his background. I'm like, I got to ask the pickle I question. I told you. I told you it's got to be a Polish thing. I mean, it is a Polish thing, but like, especially this town. It was told by me, somebody who lives in this town, who is like almost gosh dang 100% Polish. So did you know that you came on a podcast that we brought up a topic, but we didn't really research it a whole lot before we said it? <laughs> <laughs> As we're in the middle of the, middle of the podcast, you literally you're holding it up and you answer the question. But hey, that's how we are. We just... It's real. It's yeah. a real podcast. Did you tell anybody you're coming on the cast? I, I didn't. Oh, well, I told my parents. <laughs> I told more yeah, people I, than you I, did. I told, I told uh, people at work. I was like, Jordan's After this, <laughs> he's not going to tell anybody he was on this thing. <laughs> I told my parents and my fiance. What'd they say? They're like, we've never heard of that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the one that failed? No, and it's not. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Well, I'll cool. get it out there. Don't worry. Oh, you better. Hey. Heck yeah. All right, Jordan. How can people find you again? Uh, Golden Sands Cornhole. On Facebook and Instagram. Okay. And I get... And when is league? Every Tuesday night at Backcountry Brewing Company in Plover. 6.15 start. And it runs in cycles? Does run in cycles, sort of. 
When's uh, the next like social league start in competitive league? Next social league starts. Uh, it would be in four weeks. Okay. Very cool. So you're hitting the people right after about Christmas time. Yeah. There will be a gap because I'll be on vacation in January. There so. you go. And so the, the the so the Facebook is the best way to get a hold of you. No phone numbers or nothing like that. You don't have to you don't have to put your phone number out there. But the best way would you would be to look you up on Facebook. Yeah, phone numbers on Facebook actually. Okay. If you guys are interested, but um, I mean Golden Sands Cornhole at gmail.com. Perfect. If you there want you go. to. And same thing for corporate sponsors or anybody looking to host events. Yep. Very cool. That's awesome. Well, I'm, I'll tell you why. First, I appreciate you coming on. And uh, I'm super impressed. I really am. And I think not only the story that you have of how you built this is great. Um, and that's, you know, that's why America is great, right? You can do anything you want in this country that we live in. And, and this is no difference than that. The story is fantastic. I think you have something super special here. We'll talk about sponsorships after the podcast. Over. Um, <laughs> and uh, I just say congratulations. You know, you got to sometimes it's hard as a business owner to celebrate the successes, really, you know, and I think. Sometimes you just got to take a second on your own and just be like, I know I'm kind of feeling a little burnt out once in a while, but just look back and think about what you've gotten, you know, what you've done to get to this point and how, how it's been successful to this point. And it sounds to me that, you know, like you're doing the right thing as a business owner. You're constantly tweaking things to make it better and better. And you're learning from mistakes. I know I've got a ton of mistakes in business, but you learn from those mistakes, good, bad, or indifferent, but you're always growing. You're always moving forward. So hats off to you. Thank you. Yeah, it's been fun to kind of be on this ride with you. You know, always you're always talking business, so yep. it's always fun. I'm glad glad we got to you on on here to bring it to a, hopefully a wider audience. Thanks again for having me, guys. Yeah, right. good good time. I like it. All right, until next time, Jerry. See you, buddy. All right, later. Catch me howling at the moon